Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 263 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Pastor Jay. How the hell are you guys doing today? It is Wednesday, oh, January 20th, 2021, uh, and I'm glad to be back doing the show. Uh, this is, since being Wednesday, it's the first show since last Sunday, because I take Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays off, so it's been three whole days of no show. I see OG Army's forming up in the chat box. Always glad to have you guys along for the ride. As you know, if you want to talk about something, call in. If you want to chat about something in the chat box, that works as well. And, you know, we'll all just go from there. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Uh, today was a rough day for me uh, in multiple ways. Um, uh, first off, last night was the first time I uh, did some serious drinking in probably close to 10 years. Um, maybe a little bit less. Uh, but, yeah, definitely... Uh, and it, it was just like unexpected drinking. A, a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in about 10 years called me up like after I was actually in bed. <laughs> you know, I wasn't asleep yet, but I, you know, I'd gotten ready. I was lying in bed and, you know, he texted me, Hey dude, what are you doing? What you been up to? I'm like, Oh shit, dude. I haven't talked to you in a while. What are you up to? He goes, Oh dude, I'm fucking, you know, in town to see, to see my mom about some stuff. What are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm in bed. He's like, well, get your fucking ass up. <laughs> and it just went from there. So, <laughs> and we ended up drinking a, a, a bottle of Jack Daniels um a, a fifth uh since he's apparently still a hardcore alcoholic i'm assuming he drank more than half of the fifth but uh, which is good because i can't imagine what would happen if i would drink the entire half <laughs> i don't think we'd be sitting here having this conversation uh back in the day we would i used to be a, a hardcore alcoholic myself technically i guess that means i still am since they say that you uh, uh yeah if you're ever an alcoholic you're always an alcoholic just maybe not one that drinks anymore um and I've told you a story about that before. I used to drink a pint of Jack Daniels every day, every day. The only day I didn't drink a, a pint of Jack Daniels was uh, on the days I had a day off the next day. In that case, I drank more than a pint of Jack Daniels because I would buy a fifth. And I wouldn't finish the fifth, but I put a pretty good dent in it. So I was drinking pretty serious. And I did that for a couple few years. I, I But like I said, maybe uh, 2010 somewhere around 2010, 2011, uh, when I quit drinking, seriously, I've had a drink or two here and there, but normally choose my limit because I don't want a hangover. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, this far into the day, uh, I feel way better than I have any right to. <laughs> I figure I'd be pretty much immobilized. Uh, not to say that I'm getting ready to do backflips and shit like that. Uh, I actually feel kind of shitty, and at one point was going to cancel the show, but I decided, you know, you can't do that. You can't be a pussy about that kind of shit. Uh, hangovers are a thing that, uh, it's hard to feel sorry for yourself. Well, it's easy to feel sorry for yourself, but it's hard to justify feeling sorry for yourself when it's something that you did to yourself, <laughs> which, so I assume that means most other people don't want to hear about you complaining about, you know, uh, being hungover since it's something that you chose. So, um, and that's one of the reasons I, one of the reasonings that I had to myself to quit drinking because you know i next morning after drinking a, a shitload i go to work the next day and i'd be riding the elevator up to uh from the basement up to the the first floor and i'd be just like day after day i remember leaning up against the uh wall of the elevator you know arm up and then you lean up against the uh, your arm up against the arm up against the wall and your head up against your arm just lying there going oh why do i do this to myself fucking day after day why and that's why I realized I was doing it to myself. So, you know, it's a, a decision. So I, I just decided not to anymore. So, but what the fuck? I, I had a good time. It, it was a really good friend of mine I hadn't seen in a long time. And no, he's already gone out of town. So it's not like it's going to be an everyday thing. So 
Good times, I suppose. So uh, that took care of that. How are you guys doing other than that? Uh, let me, looking at the old chat box, I don't think you guys are uh, talking about anything in particular. Uh, but as I said, feel free to uh, call in. If you don't want to hear what I'm talking about, bring your own uh, topics. I don't mind that. <clears throat> Let's see, uh, workouts go. Well, I skipped my workout today, obviously. <laughs> uh, but so, and, and my leg workouts are all funky anyways. So my last good workout was last Sunday when I did a chest uh, workout, which I just skipped because that's what today was. Uh, tomorrow's supposed to be deadlift. I know, and then it's supposed to be another rest day after that. I might just go ahead and do chest tomorrow, uh, deadlift uh, on Friday, and then, you know, uh, legs on Saturday and chest again on Sunday uh, without taking that second rest day. that makes me feel better about myself, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Oh, what did I do while I was gone? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, I went to Nordstrom's. <laughs> which I do not recommend. Have any, do any of you shop at Nordstrom's? Are you guys familiar with the store? Uh, it was a um, interesting uh, experience. Um, now, I went to Nordstrom's to return a product. Uh, as you guys know, I work at a country club, and one of the members of that country club gave me a gift certificate, uh, well, gift card, rather, to Nordstrom's. And it's $300, so that's a pretty good chunk of change, which so I appreciated it. You know, I'm just doing my job. They don't have to give me anything. Uh, so when something like that happens, uh, um, I, you know, I, I appreciate it quite a bit. Um, and I, especially considering I know only me and one other guy that works at the country club, uh, gets this from them, you know, uh, this, uh, the other guy being the head maitre d' at the country club who's worked there like 35, 40 years almost, <laughs> you know, and he's in charge of where people sit. So he's a, a very popular guy, so to speak. Um, he's the guy you talk to to make sure that you get your seats you want. Uh, I'm the guy you talk to to request those seats. Paul, ooh, almost said a name. Uh, my the guy at work is the guy to talk to to make sure you get those seats. Because when you request a seat from me specifically, I pass it along to him. So, and some of them know that. So, but anyways, um, so I really appreciate it. I was like, oh, that's cool. And there's a Nordstrom's reasonably close to me. It's in the Rich Person Mall. Um, <laughs> That one I can tell you, it's a place called Somerset Collection, and it's a rich person mall. It's all rich person stores and high-end shit uh, from start to finish. Oh, we got a call. Holy shit. We'll talk more about my Nordstrom's visit here in a moment. Let's welcome Bacon Pro to the show. Hi, what can I do for you today? I like your tone, man. Oh, thank you, sir. How you doing? All right. Uh, I don't know. I'm just relaxing here, you know. Try not to open this can of worms here. <laughs> oh. Well, excellent. Uh, are you new to the pod being seen? Or, uh, you know, I've been in the pod for a long time. You know, we're all in little pods. <laughs> what, what pod are you in? I'm in the pod being uh, universe myself. The name of my pod being show is yeah, the other yeah. line, which we're in right now. So it's just big microchasm of stuff just all mixing together. Do you have a, do you have a show, sir? Or do you just visit others? Yeah. Yeah. I got a show, you know, but uh, I rough draft and then I practice it and it's really irritating, but Hey, you got it. You got it. You got to work out the kinks, you know, and then uh, you get better and better, 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 better. Better, better, better bird. You don't, you don't get anyway. No, no, you're, no, you're very true. Oh, uh, you know, everything practice, comes to practice. practice. Yeah. You know, and, and there's nothing hey, wrong with practice. Why, you know? you know. 
<laughs> and yeah, there's nothing wrong with practicing live, dude. Just you know, just go ahead and do a show. I do know, a live show and I just do. talk it out. And and if you and if you're not yeah. super happy with how it came out, you never have to publish it. Uh, but right, uh, you can delete it. Right, right. So you know, the on your feet training is pretty good. I've been doing this for quite a while, so that's I one just, of the reasons why. Yeah, do it. I've been trying. I've been trying to get. Uh, I've been trying to get the uh, the paid subscription. You know, so I could get monetization and everything. You know, but like my credit card is just not working. I'll work oh. through it though. Hey. Yeah, I uh, I uh, everything uh, takes time, you know, especially during COVID and everything. Who knows? I moved. There's different. Uh, no, all very, no, all very true. And uh, yeah, I, I have the paid account. Oh, sorry, I fell asleep trying to trying to trying to. What is this, Tommy Chong? No, he's supposed to be coming this week sometime. Uh, I gotta check my calendar. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, I was uh, reading the text. I'm sorry. No, you're right. That's all right. Someone needs to. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be uh, one of my worst things. I never keep pa- track of the chat box. Um, well, yep. usually my phone <laughs> will just go to dark, you know, and then I have to like press my code in and everything. Oh, yeah, I do, this, I do this on my computer. I like, so, um, yeah, I like the laptop, right? But I like the host shows, I can't join. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, oh, Unless yeah, you have an Apple. No, you no, you you are correct. Yeah, I can't join any shows on my desktop. I have to pull out my phone when I'm, when I'm visiting my friend's yeah. shows and such like that. Which I think is a which I think is a design flaw. The other thing I don't like about it is if I want to co-host, they can't be on a computer. They have to be on their phone. Right, and I uh, think that's got to do with the latency because uh, uh, Android and Windows are not really good for real time. Uh, audio hmm. so yeah, there's you, a latency delay and apple has always designed their equipment with audio in mind hmm, yeah so interesting like audio and well, video yeah so like they're I, actually the best for go ahead oh i was gonna say i actually had a co-host at one point and he used a program called blue stacks to run the uh, hey, caller, I'll get to you in a second. Yeah. Don't hang up. But he used a program called Run uh, BlueStacks to run the app yeah. on his computer. And he wanted to do that because he had a nice microphone and professional yeah. equipment and all this stuff. And it sounded like shit. I, uh, like right. people called in constantly on their phone that sounded better than him. Uh, and you must, might, it might have something to do with the latency issues that you were talking about. Oh, hello, caller. Oh, BlueStacks. Go ahead. Barack Obama. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, hello, Barack Obama. Obama. Oh, Jesus. Hello, American people. Today is a special day. It's the inauguration of Joe Biden, my former vice president. Hello, Breaking Pro. I've seen you around Putin. I want to say what? Bacon Pro, this is what? President uh, Barack Obama. Uh, he's calling to the show before. Um, uh, so hopefully very rarely. But, very rarely, but I love bacon so much, I wanted to call and meet this guy because he's a professional bacon. Oh wow, that's right. You never asked you about your name. Well, I Doesn't think matter. Barack Obama. I think is he using blue stacks? <laughs> is he using blue stacks because I can't understand him? Well, no, I, no, I got to no. get you a microphone. Let me get you a microphone, Barack Obama. But my, <laughs> it's my duty for my my chief. My chief at arms or whatever of the past and the future. That's how you're going to serve your country. We love you, man. Do I we sound horrible? Yeah, we love you. You know oh. what it is? Sounds like you're... You know what it is? I'm using yeah. my Bluetooth earpiece. But Podbean, oh, yeah, whenever you so use your Bluetooth I. earpiece, 
The microphone comes out of the fucking phone. Pod me get your shit together. Mike's, I'm sorry, I know I'm the former president of the United States, but fuck it. Ever since Donald Trump came in, uh, uh, everything goes. I'll tell you what, I've seen this one guy. He was walking around. And he looked ridiculous, but he had like a, it was called a blue parrot. And it had a big boom mic. It had like a foam cover on it. And it had one earpiece. And I'm like, I'm like, you like those? He goes, yeah. He goes, these are great. They're like blue parrot or something. I'm like, I got to get one of those. No, like, that's I, what I need. I used to normally uh, Bluetooth the earpiece, you know, like like the, just the one ear one. Uh, when I did my fight companion yeah. last week, because it was like uh, in between that and the uh, yeah, but the fight companion was like three or four hours or some shit like that. And I didn't want to be to sit here stuck behind my desktop the entire time. Um, and I also couldn't find any of my wired headphones for my for my phone, so I bl- uh, I threw that in, and everyone told me it sounded fine. Mister Bacon Pro, I have a question. Yeah. Why do you have okay. uh, your avatar says can of worms do not open? Is that a threat? Oh, uh, that was. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, do you no. want to open the can? Oh, yeah, I can open the can. Right. I'm, I don't think so. I'm not, I don't can think you we do. It. It, says, it says do not open right on it. Please. It seems, please, like, it seems like a best idea. Barack Obama, please. Please, Barack. Can I call you Rock? I, I, I actually got to go with Air Force One's going to pick me up. Oh, actually, uh, wait, 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 you get it. He's he's starting to learn his timing a little better. He's not sticking around longer than he should. So that's a good thing. He's still. You know, thank you. I appreciate yeah. the phone call. <laughs> Me? Are you, are you familiar with any of his other work? No. Oh, that's that is our friend Homeboy eighty eight. Uh, he calls in. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, normally well, normally from his UPS truck, <laughs> which is where that beeping and booping was probably oh. from. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's doing it from work. That's why I started. Uh, that's why I started the the pod thing. I'm like, I got to find a way to do this while I'm at work, so I could just not think about work. Right. right. I I had a mindless job. It didn't take a lot of effort to do my job. But hey, keeps, that's a lot of jobs. Uh, <laughs> well, I would get distracted by other stuff. I'm like, oh, shiny object, shiny object. Oh, piece of candy, piece of candy. Right. Yeah, I stole it from someone else. Hey, oh, piece of candy. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna steal that too. Oh, yeah. you're gonna yeah, just leave this lay around? Okay, it's mine. Boop, boop, doop. Thou shall not well, steal. Well, it's not well, really stealing if you just right. If you just you just yeah, justifying stealing. I was right. justifying stealing. Well, what homeboy? Oh, sorry, Lord. While he's uh, at Our the, father, uh, the show, is uh, he will call from. I can mute you if I need to. <laughs> he, what he'll do is he'll call from show to show and practice his different impersonations and stuff. He does uh, yeah. Barack Obama. He does like a Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, he does a max. Yeah, I don't do impersonation, so I don't understand. No, no, that. I'm, I'm horrible at him. So, but he, yeah, yeah, so he, he's fun. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. So, uh, you, you said what I was, you, what you I was saying. Show. But, what? Huh? Oh. <laughs> yeah, what? you said you uh, that you do have your own show. What's it about in general? Oh, it's all about life, and it's really depressing. But it's not. Hey, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. I, I I do I do do one impression. 
I, I do an impression of someone that works. Okay. Yeah, work. it doesn't work out so well because oh, okay. I don't work. Oh. Okay, so anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey. I wasn't sure where that was going. Hey, hey, where's Chuck? I don't know. I think I put him in the trunk. In the okay. trunk of the car? No, in the trunk over here. Get me out of here. <laughs> uh, no, you're going you're gonna to say that. Get, get in there. Oh. All right. All right. All right. We're going to move on, uh, Bacon Pro. You got anything you want to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. say before we get out, before you get out of here? Yeah. Yeah, All I right. do. Uh, you were talking about blue stacks. Yes. All right. And what I found that works best was uh, Mimu. All right. Mimu. It's just an emulator. Yeah, oh, you were okay. able to actually set the amount of memory for each uh, separate module, sandbox, or whatever. You know what? you Like, say you have 10 different Google accounts. Because, yeah, I used to bot video games. Oh, yeah, right that was me. Uh, Nerd. Don't <laughs> open that can of worms. Right now. <laughs> like, like, All right. Are you, well, you going to just play Clash of Clans? Clash of Clans? Clash of Clans? You know what Clash of Clans was? Hmm. It was like, are you, oh, I thought you were going to mute me. Okay. No, no, no. Well, go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go in a second, okay. but I, I'm certainly not going to cut you off mid-thought. Oh, that's, well, that's that's mutiny because I own Peapod. Pod peed. Who peed? Oh, that's Barack Obama. Never mind. Hey. All right. Bacon Pro, you have yourself a great night. We'll talk to you in a bit. Yeah, we'll figure this out sooner or later. All right. What was your name? (laughs) Well, that was an interesting phone call, wasn't it? Man, it burned 18 minutes. Holy shit. Uh, Okay, what were we talking about? I think we were talking about my Nordstrom's trip. Well, okay. uh, We'll have to start back from the beginning since uh, I kind of forgot where we were. were. Uh, Anyways, yeah. Gift cards to Nordstrom's. don't really need anything from Nordstrom's. Uh, and by the way, $300 is not a ton of money at Nordstrom's, <laughs> as I found out quickly. So at first, I didn't want to drive to their their bullshit, really expensive mall that they're at. Uh, so I looked online and saw that, as I imagined, everything at Nordstrom's was very expensive. Um, after uh, 15 or 20 minutes of perusing their uh, um, website, I decided on two things. I bought myself a wallet because I needed a wallet. And I paid $150 for a wallet. It's not even a very big wallet. It's like one of those minimalist wallets. So basically, it's a couple of scraps of uh, leather and a uh, metal uh, um, money clip attached to it. So it's ridiculously overpriced, and I'm embarrassed to have it. But I had to spend the money on something. And then I also bought a sleep clock, a hatch restore sleep clock. It's one of those ones where, you know, it's supposed to uh, play. It plays all kinds of, like, soothing sounds and music uh, and white noise to help you sleep, and then you know uh, it keeps track of your sleep patterns, and it does like a a, a a slow light sunrise simulation thing when it gets close to the time that you're supposed to get up, and all this bullshit. Once again, something that I would not have bought at all, but it's money that what am I supposed to do with it? It's not like I can trade the uh, gift card in for like yo know, uh, groceries, so it's money that was meant to be wasted. Uh, so uh, and uh, it took a while for the. Uh, wallet to get here uh, which is a surprise since it's a shinola wallet which was made in detroit that's one of the reasons i bought it i thought i thought it'd at least be cool to have something like that um but the hatch uh clock came rather soon which is good because you know i was able to grab it plug it in and hook it up to my uh through bluetooth to my phone because obviously like everything else in the world it runs off of an app and uh that's when i encountered my first bit of problem and slide i'll ask what is a shinola wallet Shinola is a brand, 
uh, I'm sorry. I, okay, let's back that up a little bit before we before I tell you about the rest of it. Shinola is a brand. Uh, it's a Detroit brand. Um, I don't want to give you guys the wrong information, so I will explain. Uh, let's see. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to explain. <laughs> uh, it's a Detroit company, and they make a lot of things like watches. I think watches are their big, biggest thing, Shinola watches. They're expensive-ass watches. Uh, but they also make everything else from wallets and belts to bicycles and all this other stuff. It's just a whole bunch of high-end boutique stuff for the most part. Um, so, and their wallet is, like I said, it's just this little scrap of leather, but it has, but since it has Shinola embossed on it, you know, and says, uh, you know, made in USA on the back, of course it's awesome. So, but whatever. Um, the uh, hatch uh, cl- sleep clock, on the other hand, was not awesome. Um, uh, I hooked it up to the... I downloaded the app and then I hooked up my phone to the clock and that's when I encountered the problem. Cause first thing you got to do with it, like every other piece of technology is register it. And when I went to register my hatch, it said that it had already been registered. I'm like, Oh, well that sucks. So I looked up uh, a couple different ways to reset the clock, tried them all and none of them seemed to make any difference. So I was like, well, this is weird, but, I'm sure there's gotta be some way around it. Obviously someone else had this and registered it and then returned it. I go, this, you know, clearly there has to be a way to fix this. So I emailed the old people at hatch who got back to me the next day and said, Oh, Mr. Catalano, uh, we, God damn it. Don't, don't pay any attention to that. <laughs> we, uh, regret to inform you that, uh, you're fucked. And seriously, that's what they told me. They said, yeah, you're fucked. Uh, they said that they that the company had let all of their retails know know that they cannot uh, take back their product and then resell it again. Um, so that I, the, and they said my only recourse was to go no, go to Nordstrom's and get it refunded and tell them not to do that shit. I'm like, what? They said, yeah, inform them that the you know that it was a product that had been registered already by a different customer. And I'm like, you know, at, at this point, I was annoyed that Nordstrom's are doing that. Then I thought it out more. And fucking, that's just a bullshit practice. Think about that. Hatch has ensured that every single time that they sell one of their things, they get their fucking money. Because <laughs> guess what? If you return it, they don't use it again. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's some process for um, for Nordstrom's to actually return those to them. Uh, you know, like if they get a return, I'm sure they're supposed to return that product back to the company and then that company will do a reset on it and all that good stuff. But that's not what happened with mine. So in this case, it, what happens exactly is that fucking, uh, uh, Nordstrom has to, uh, you know, uh, excuse me, Shinola, not Shinola, a hatch, the, the clock company gets two of their clocks sold for the price of, uh, for one customer. Cause you know, uh, I tried to explain to the Nordstrom's lady that, uh, what the issue was. And she just said, well, uh, so it doesn't work. I'm like, no, it doesn't work. She goes, okay. Turns around, throws it into a, into a, uh, a bin behind her. So I don't know how the process works, but to me, it sounds kind of shady. You shouldn't be able to sell a product that once it's used by one person, it can't be returned and used by anybody else. So that was kind of weird anyway. So, but so they're going to, you know, and I, when I got there, um, to return the product. Um, this is one of why Nordstrom sucks. I got there at 10.03. 10.03. 
uh, the score, the store opened at 10 o'clock. I do this cause I don't like crowds and I don't like waiting in line. And, uh, it, it didn't work out for me cause at 10 Oh three, uh, I got to the service desk at Nordstrom's who, who had two different people there right when they opened. And there was two different people in front of me. <laughs> and this is when I learned that Nordstrom must be just like a beacon for Karen's because I had two, I don't know, ladies in their thirties, forties. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to tell when everyone's wearing masks. Um, but two ladies in their thirties or forties, uh, both of them trying to take over Nordstrom's via, via the customer service department, just fucking weird attraction. One of them had like 18 different things to, that she needed to return, but she needed to return, uh, each one separately on a different card. Cause she bought them at four different cards. Ah, just, just ridiculous stuff. This one, this one lady, the other lady was also returning stuff. But then after that, she needed to make a payment on her Nordstrom's card. But then she, yeah, where, which, uh, she made a $3,000 payment on her Nordstrom's card. I'm like, man, this lady's buying $3,000 worth of stuff at Nordstrom's. I'm like, oh crap, that might be like a jacket. <laughs> I mean, literally they have $3,000 fucking jackets there. It's ridiculous. Um, so, uh, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I got there at 10 three and I got to customer service at like 10 19. So I waited almost 15 minutes, which is not a huge deal, but when, there's only one person ahead of you, basically, and you wait 15 minutes. It gets frustrating after a while. Uh, it was a frustrating experience round and round because I discovered, first off, since I discovered, uh, despite the fact that Nordstrom's opens at 10, the rest of the mall doesn't open until 11 because of the COVID shit. So my plan to go cruising around the rich person mall was thwarted because you know, I certainly wasn't going to wait around for like 40 minutes for the uh, um, uh, mall to open. Uh, problem two is cruising around the actual Nordstrom store it reinforced what I thought. I don't want most of that shit. All of it's ridiculously overpriced. <laughs> and so I looked around a little bit, but I just ended up going home and reordering the same fucking clock. Cause by the way, they don't carry it in their stores. Uh, Nordstrom's has a whole bunch of shit that they only sell on their website, but they don't carry in any of their retail stores. Um, I don't know why. Uh, and it's all stuff that, you know, you can get other places, but I guess if you want to buy it from Nordstrom's, whatever, right? <clears throat> like for example, uh, I didn't look super hard, but I didn't see the, the Shinola wallets, uh, in their store. I got that, you know, the ones that I got off the website. Uh, so I guess the moral of that story is fucking Nordstrom sucks. It's overpriced. <laughs> I don't know. Would you guys, I don't get me wrong. I could have been practical, uh, despite how expensive they are. I could have bought like $300 worth of fucking socks. <laughs> I might've been able to find a fucking jacket or something that goes, well, here's the thing. I, I also working at a country club. They pay for my clothes. Uh, so I wear suits and things like that, but I don't pay for them. The, the club takes care of it. So I get a clothing budget. So even if I wanted to spend the money sensibly on like work clothes related stuff, all that stuff's paid for. And it didn't seem right to, um, in the spirit of the gift to, you know, take a $300 gift card that someone got me and, you know, buy like socks <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something like that. So I figured it should be something I need, at least needed. I highly needed a, a new wallet. My old one, which was a Game of Thrones wallet, uh, was gone. It, the entire, it's, it's, it's leather, but it's a cheap leather and the entire Im, uh, imprinting on the front of it's all rubbed off. Um, looking at it, it's like, I guess it's leather, but it's like turned white almost. Um, and which would not have stopped, which would not have uh, stopped me from keeping on to use it. I actually got compliments on it the other day. Oh, that's a cool old wallet. I'm like, it's like six years old. It's not that old. But the problem I have now is that the uh, pockets for it are all stretched out. And so if you turn the wallet upside down, all of your cards fall out. <laughs> so I knew, I knew I needed something new. 
And the new one is like one of those minimalist ones. So I took almost all the cards out. It actually has two cards in it. Um, just, uh, just, just my credit card and my, and my driver's license. I've decided I don't need to carry all like the different health insurance cards, this card, and that card. You know, if, if I know when I'm going to need my health insurance card, I can, you know, bring it in. And if I'm in the emergency room, well, then I'm sure that at some point someone will be able to go get my insurance cards. So I don't think I need to carry those on me the entire time. And then like I had my marijuana license card, but those are expired. So, you know, I don't need those in there really. I don't know why I'm carrying them. And, and, you know, just bullshit cards. So I don't need 90% of that stuff. So I decided I wasn't going to carry it anymore. So my new wallet is all light and minimalist and shit. All right. (laughs) And yes, Dragon Off, I'm still talking about Nordstrom's. (laughs) The, the, uh, uh, a story got interrupted by about 15 or 20 minutes by a caller. So there's, there's a reason I'm still talking about Nordstrom's. <laughs> All right. Anyways, enough about that. Any of you guys watched the fights? Uh, the UFC had a random Wednesday card of all things. Uh, they're because they're over in Abu Dhabi doing the UFC fight Island thing. They're having like midday cards. Uh, the first one was like what on Saturday, I believe uh, on ABC, they, they threw the main event on. It was, uh, you know, um, and then today they also did it again. Um, this card was not as good as Saturday's card. It was uh, a lot of mid-level people and, and shit like that, uh, with a couple notable exceptions. Uh, the most notable, of course, being my friend Roxanne Modafari fought today. Um, uh, unfortunately, um, it did not go well for her. Um, I suspected she was going to have an issue, but I picked her on my f- fantasy fight picks anyways. I'm not going to pick against my friend. That just doesn't seem right. You know, you, you, you back your friends up or you just, or you don't. Um, but the first time I saw she, she Roxanne started getting pieced up pretty good, uh, right from the start. Uh, this, this chick has really good striking. Um, and despite the fact that Roxanne's improved quite a bit, it was quickly obvious that, uh, this lady had the advantage. Um, but I, I still wasn't too worried because Roxy's specialty is on the ground. So, uh, thing with that being, it turns out this chick is super duper fucking strong. <laughs> I saw Roxy get a hold of her, and the chick li- literally threw her off her, just like, and, and Roxy goes flying away. I'm like, oh, fuck, this isn't going to go well. Uh, it, it, here's the thing, and I told, I, me and Sly talked about this on, during his fight companion, because he did one for the uh, um, the show, uh, for the event today. Uh, skill, they said, you know, they said skill will always win over strength, and that is true up to a point um strength will overcome a certain amount of skill deficit and this lady was a like a black belt in jujitsu anyway so it wasn't like she was a slouch i certainly believe that roxanne with all of her experience despite the fact i believe she's a the belt below a black belt um was certainly actually better on the ground than this lady but this lady was super duper fucking strong and her strength was uh, able to overcome whatever uh, skill deficiencies she had, which were very little because obviously she was really good on the ground herself being a black belt. So yeah, Roxy never really had a realistic chance. Uh, in the third round, she did make a minor comeback because the uh, chick she was fighting started to slow down pretty dramatically. Uh, so if it had been a five round fight, she might she realistically might have had a chance because uh, Roxy's uh, conditioning was way better, you can tell. Uh, cause she, despite getting fucking hit in the face a bazillion times, she kept on marching forward. She didn't look in the least bit tired. She didn't look hurt. Uh, she, she functioned, she was functionally the same fighter at, uh, uh, at round three as she was in round one. Um, but 
you know, it's a, I don't know. It bothers me. It really does. I, I like her quite a bit. I'm friends with her. I've, seen, I've you know, hung out with her before. Uh, she's 38 years old, and I certainly not. I'm not the one to tell her to retire. But if she retired right now, it wouldn't bother me any. You know, I, it's fun to tell people oh, I know a UFC fighter, but that's not worth watching your friend get punched in the face. So, <laughs> so and I'm hoping she moves on to bigger and better things. UFC should. You know what? The best thing that could happen. The UFC should hire her to be like their Japan ambassador. Like, I know they have offices in Japan and, you know, they're trying to expand there. She should be involved in that. She's fluent in Japanese. She uh, lived there for five years. So she, that'd be a great job for her. One second. <coughs> oh, I drink water. Oh, sorry about that, guys. Oh, my. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> Oh, what else are we talking about today? Um, I don't have too much else to say about the UFC fights. I kind of uh, not fell asleep, but kind of dozed off a little bit during the, a couple of them. Not feeling the entire not feeling good thing. Let's see, what else do I have going on today? You know what I've been doing? Um, I've been cherry picking Games of Thrones uh, episodes to watch. Uh, I know a couple of our uh, people in the uh, pack have been had recently finished watching their Game of Thrones uh, sessions, and I, we actually talked a little bit about it. Uh, and it prompted me to go back and watch some some episodes uh, from different seasons. And uh, oh, we got Sly Dog calling in. What up, Sly? Right on cue. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going through it my second time right now. I'm on season six. Oh, right so, on. Yeah, I've always Jeez. wanted to do that, and more things make sense. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a complex show that you know. It's it, it it'd be ridiculous to even think that you'd be able to catch everything the first time through, you know, because uh, characters that you had no clue were important, you know, the first season or even the first couple seasons, you know, you might even breeze over any scenes that they're in all this, you know, because you don't realize how important they are later on. Question for you. They're, they're, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm talking, I have a very good understanding anyway, but some of the obvious things that I didn't get, there's one that's killing me. Maybe you can give your perspective on it. Mm -hmm. What's that? I don't understand why Littlefinger sold Sansa off to the Boltons and then um, without... Can you explain that? What was he trying to gain? He could have gained more by marrying her himself. Um, very true. And it, 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 on the surface, it does seem to be a kind of an odd move. Uh, he did it for political reasons. I, he, he, uh, at one point, he believed he needed the Bolton support and stuff. Um, and again, remember, the Boltons also had a pretty strong political position. Uh, they, you know, they'd taken over Winterfall and were pressing to make it their territory. Uh, so uh, my honest, honest answer to you is I don't know. It seemed like an off move for me as well. Uh, but I'd have to go back and watch that particular season again. Because to see exactly how that worked, because I believe it was obviously for to try to better his cause with the Boltons, but I'm not sure if that was worth it. Yeah, yeah. he just seemed too fucking good at, at everything. Always not one, two, sometimes three steps ahead of everybody. And then that was like the one sloppy thing he did. Yeah, the John Targaryen, a tenor at Winterfall. Yeah, that is why I said Winterfall, because the, uh, the Boltons at that point... Uh, had taken over Winterfall um, and were trying to legitimize their claim on it, which is why they were interested in Sansa in the first place. Winter, winter, oh, Winterfell, yeah, it's Winterfell, Winterfell, potato, potato. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's a, it's a, and it is a great show. Um, if you if you could try to pin down your favorite scene or not even an episode because those episodes are varied so much. You know, I've had I've had episodes that I didn't even enjoy that much that had one or two great scenes in it. Uh, so what do you think? What are some of your favorite scenes from the show overall? Uh, Sir Arthur Dane beating the shit out of Howland Reed, Ned Stark, and the other three guard, gu- the other three swordsmen. Oh, that's an interesting one. Watch, uh, you know, that's true. Okay, that, uh, um, did you ever read any of the books? No. Okay, because Chris, Chris, for book uh, readers, that's also a really big scene because you know they make a big to do about it quite a bit in the book. Um, so uh, that was a that was something that a lot of the, the book readers were looking forward to. Uh, and I, I enjoyed that one as well. That's pretty cool. Um, for me, the uh, Arya—I've mentioned this before. Arya um, sparring with um, God, what's her name? Big, big blonde lady. Um, Brienne. Yeah, and Brienne. That was a really enjoyable thing for me. Watching that, it was just—it was just a cool scene in general. Oh, when her and Arya sparred. Yeah, that was so fucking cool. Even though they were women, and generally, I don't really want to see women fight because right. I am chauvinistic. That was fucking badass. I wouldn't change it. Yeah, that, yeah. I thought that. I thought that was really cool. And while I did not like the, um, I'm, I'm an Arya stan, obviously, uh, even though I can't say her name right. <laughs> uh, and even though I didn't really like the how she entered the scene, and of course, I'm talking about when she killed the, the Night King. Spoilers. <laughs> um, I, I didn't like how it looked like she had jumped on a trampoline and was flying through <laughs> twenty or thirty feet through the air to you know the to. Uh, to stab the guy, but the entire, you know, getting grabbed by the throat and then dropping the knife from one hand to the other. I thought that was a cool scene as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh well wrote. And it, it, if people wouldn't have hated the whole fucking last season, I'm, I'm kind of with you. It might not have been as good as the others, but it was still solid to me. I thought that was fucking really good writing. How she did that, how she dropped the knife and used her other hand. Yeah, I, yeah. There's, you know, um, and, and the fact that by the, that it actually went back to that scene that we talked about when she was uh, sparring with Brianna and used the same move, basically, you know, um, it was, you know, um, it was it was very enjoyable. And no, and and of course, yeah, there were parts of the uh, season seven and eight that were not awesome, but you know, I don't know. It, it, no, it's not going to make everybody happy, regardless. So I. I, I'm glad to have seen it. Is there parts that I would like to have done a little bit differently? Yeah, a little bit. For uh, you know, for for example, there's no way I would have killed off the Hound if I was in control of that show. Yeah, um, I like the Battle of the Bastards too. Oh uh, God, I Ramsey was one of the best uh, militaristic minds in that whole fucking movie. I, I, I saw some. You know, I, I know a little bit about medieval fighting and stuff. What he did with those pikemen and the way he timed it and everything, uh, it was that was solid stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was very interesting. I mean, uh, I was I had my doubts about whether the rest of the you know the the people being pinned in if they would just stand there and let it happen. But then again, in in the heat of the battle, you don't know what's going on. You know, in retrospect, if if someone said run the fuck out of there as soon as those guys started running up, it would have been a different battle, obviously. But they didn't know what was going on or what was about to happen next. So once once they, and once they got encircled, they were kind of fucked. So yeah, that was that was a great scene as well. That from start to finish, the battle of the bastards is like definitely a top five episode, I would think. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree. Look, these guys, I think I'm get. I don't know if I'm getting blazed or not. It's it's hard for me to read that much. So. 
what I might do is reference a section, and I can you can usually find it online if there's something you really want to know. Then I, right. I I'll find it on the books. I, I can't read five huge fucking books. <laughs> I do I do a lot of reading, so and even they even those took me a little bit, and it's still not finished. And it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with when he does finish it. Um, and you can't tell me the generally negative reaction to the show won't have any effect on how he writes the ending now. Do you really think he will finish? Um, honestly, there's a good chance. No, he's, he's a, a, a big old dude. So, you know, his health is, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't like judging other people, but he, he writes ridiculously slow in the first place and he's old. So there's a good chance that he won't, I guess. All right. So I guess, man, come on guys. Type it in the chat or something. What, what are the best scenes you guys like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> after you guys are, after you guys just lo- loaded in with fucking Games of Thrones, uh, fucking uh, names now. So I'm sure you guys uh, have some favorite scenes. Yeah, Drag brought one up. You know, what now I'm gonna take four chickens. <laughs> you know, with those chickens. Oh God! If, if any more, what I know is, if any more words fall out of your cunt mouth, I'm going to have to eat every chicken in this room. <laughs> that was yeah, that was a great great scene. Uh, and then and then and then Arya, um, when she's about to kill Polver Polier or however you say his name, yeah, and she just uh, says his words back to him just before he, uh, you know, um, killed her friend. And and he read just just the look in his eyes that he recognizes who she is like a half a second before she kills him was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, some of her stuff was really good. You can, you know, I've heard he, that she was that writer's favorite character. You can kind of tell. Yeah, yeah, um, and th- that's why I was angry that, that they killed the Hound because I so hoped for an Arya and the Hound spinoff series where they just wander the country after the you know, after the events in the Game of Thrones and just basically you know fucking right wrongs and shit. Yeah, I, that'd I be agree. great. That, that, Could, yeah, mm-hmm. just the Arya and the Hound show, but you know they killed him off, so that's not going to happen. I would still like to see an Arya show, Arya show, because um, you know that's certainly possible since they sent her off on a boat. But it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. I, if nothing else, I don't think the uh, the actress wants to do the show anymore. Yeah, I agree, John Targaryen. He's typing in there. Everything about Prince Oberon except the, the gayness was cool as fuck. <laughs> uh, I, that didn't bother me. You know, we, 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 uh, we, you know, we were brought up a lot differently in certain ways, and... So for me, I don't really give a shit about what gay people do. My my opinion has always been, I don't give a shit what you're doing as long as you're not doing it to me. So, so yeah, go ahead and do what you want, but don't try to grab my ass. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. to me, that, that hurts a little bit of his fucking, you know, manliness. Right, right. Yeah, way, he was pretty, yeah, he was pretty, uh, it was, he, he was a cool play, uh, character, and the actor did it really well, too. Um, and that was, there you go, that was a good scene, the uh, mountain fighting uh, him as well. Prince Oberon. <clears throat> um, yes, yeah, that was a good. That, that was one of my favorites too. Yeah. Which, in case you, there might be someone listening that doesn't know this. Yeah. Uh, in case you didn't figure this out, you know, um, Oberon poisoned his weapon. So the first time he struck the Hound, I think in the leg first, or maybe mm-hmm. it was, it was. They were non-fatal hits. Yeah. He yeah, already yeah. knew. He already knew he was the Hound. Or I'm not sorry, not the Hound. The mountain. The mountain was going to die from the poison eventually. Yep, that's very 100% correct. Yeah, he poisoned and all his weapons. Tywin was sitting on the shitter because he was sick. 
And I believe he was also poisoned. Poisoned by that that old lady with the sassy mouth. Oh, see, that, 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 I, that connection I hadn't made, I, I assumed he was just taking a shit after banging the whore. Um, so yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that he was sick as well. Um, God, that was, that, that made me, that entire scene made me sick to my stomach in certain ways. Cause Tyrion's like one of my favorite characters as well. That's, you know, him and Arya, obviously the top two for a lot of people. Um, and, uh, you know, the, just the mental, the mental anguish I hit that his character must've went through at that point. You know, uh, I, if we walk into the your your dad's bedroom and find out that the the chick that you loved so much that you lied to and tried to get her to you know not like you and go away is fucking your dad, <laughs> and the, then you have then you basically have to kill her so before she kills you, um, and then you finish off the day by going and you know encountering your dad on a shitter who is still such a prick to you that despite the fact that you have a crossbow in your hand he debrates you enough that you just finally go ahead and shoot the motherfucker. That's not a great day. Well, I have to overlook it because Tywin was probably my second favorite character in the movie. He was oh, by he was far, a badass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a boss. Yeah, yeah, he was boss. The, the like the one of the very first scenes I think we ever saw him was when he was butchering a deer while talking about shit, and he was just such a badass from there. Like, wow, dude, holy shit! No wonder people are scared of this dude. As he dragging off saying, yeah. "Serial Forel uh, was a great character that died too quick." Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a fun one. Um, yeah, what do we say to death? Not today. Yeah. Um, you take Tywin Lannister, give him a really good sense of humor, and make him tearful instead of you know dry, mm-hmm. and that's that's my grandfather. Ah, <laughs> it's, it's funny because um, I saw a deleted scene uh, for Game of Thrones at one point, um, and I bring this up because it involves uh, you know Grandpa uh, Lannister uh, as part of the scene. The old, uh, you know, the old Grandmaster. Uh, Pyrell or whatever his name is. Pycelle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pycelle, yeah. The you know really long hair. Um, do you know that he was not actually incompetent and uh, slightly uh, Alzheimer'sy as he appeared to be? He was really like that. No, no, he was all an act. That he was completely smart and this entire time, and you know that all that you know kind of action like you know out of it stuff was complete act to make people think that he was old and not uh, and didn't have his wits together anymore. And the reason I know this is because there's, there's a deleted scene where uh, Grandpa Lannister basically confronts him on this. You know, uh, Grandpa Lannister is talking to somebody about talking to, you know, uh, the Grand Master about something. And the Grand Master says something back to him, uh, befuddled or old manny sounding. And and Grandpa Lannister says something to the effects of let's not lower ourselves to think that I believe this bullshit. Come on. <laughs> you know, she uh, he. Uh, yeah, he basically put the Grandmaster on, on notice that he wasn't buying this shit. Yeah, he knew very perfectly well what he was doing. <laughs> so, and and then Grandmaster said, "Well, okay, well, you know, it works for most people." So, or some shit like that. Yeah, it, it, it was an interesting scene. I don't know why they took it out. I guess because they didn't. I guess they didn't feel the need to really uh, highlight it like that. But it's uh, it, it surprised me because I I thought the guy was half fucking out of it the entire show. I didn't realize it was supposed to be an act. I, are you talking about Tywin Lannister or his dad Titus? Who I don't think they should. I, 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 I get those wrong. That's why I've been saying Grandpa Lannister. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the old dude. Um, well, I guess that would be Daddy Lannister technically. Uh, but I was thinking of like uh, the Queen's sons because you know that's that's their grandpa, which was another fucking great scene for him when he talked to uh, the kid about being a, a good king. Remember that scene? Um, 
Yeah, he, he, oh. yeah, he's talking about, he, yeah, he's talking about, uh, um, fucking. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeffrey uh, had just been poisoned, so uh, the the little kid uh, was now the new king, and you know he said Jeffrey was not a good king, and he said, you know what, what makes a good king? And he starts talking about all these different things, and you know, uh, and that was just a, like a Billy badass moment, really. Despite the fact that he wasn't threatening anybody, or you know, and he wasn't anything like that, just the presence he put to that scene was just amazing. Yeah, it would have been interesting if Tywin would have lived, but mm-hmm. you know, most of the people died. Yeah. And it's funny that people complain about uh, series eight, season eight rather, but there are some scenes in there like are among my favorites, like uh, when uh, the queen, just Queen Daenerys, finally loses her shit and starts burning the city. That's a fucking amazing scene. I'm starting from the start of the battle, really, when she, right from when she starts, like, takes out the entire fleet, and then all those crossbows, and then blows out the front doors from the back, and burns up the entire fucking Golden Company mercenaries all in one fell swoop, <laughs> and, and then they invade the, the, the city, was just great. Um, okay, th- th- this is what's interesting about that, okay? I didn't, I, I didn't like her since, like, maybe season three on, or so. I, mm-hmm. I mean, like, pretty much, I, I, I couldn't stand her. Okay, so I was always saying she ain't fucking right, and pretty and, and yeah, she pretty much turned into a Targaryen, one of the crazy ones at the end. Yeah, but and that not, was one of... not not only that, I also didn't care for Hodor. I thought it was corny. And uh, you know yeah. what's so funny? I don't know if there's any merit to this, but Homelander agreed on both of those things. He's like the only one. The fucking OG <laughs> chastised me. I got a hundred and thirty-four vote downs over Hodor. Oh. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, I, I could have took her left the Hodor thing. It, you know, it didn't bother me the way it some bothered some people. But I, he wasn't like a favorite character of mine by any means. You know, there wasn't a lot of substance to him. Um, the the the, the Danny Nerys thing. Uh, that's one of the complaints that people have about season eight. There that was that you know, oh she just flipped the switch and all of a sudden she's crazy. And I'm like, well man, you guys weren't watching the show. She showed crazy way before that. There are lots of signs early like you said, as early as season two or season three that there was something wrong. So um I thought they built that up masterfully. You know, uh and every time that she every time she had a tragedy, she, it took her a little bit more off her center. It made her a little bit, you know, more up to doing something rash, uh, um, which she always had. It, she, that, that was a big thing about her entire personality, that it, that if you pissed her off, there's a good chance she was going to do something rash. And well, there you go. <laughs> Almost like some women in this world. <laughs> <laughs> but that's hey, Jay, I got uh, one question for you about this series. Oh, yeah, and be- before I ask it, let me remind you this, okay? I, I don't know if your wife listens to your shows or not, and if it matters... Know. Or not, but you know these are your listeners. You owe it to us to answer this damn question, just like we have, just like we answer ones for you honestly. Okay. We, we want to know who is the hottest girl and who has the nicest ass in the whole Game of Thrones of the whole cast. Um, I could tell you the hottest, really. I mean, that's, although that is a very hard one. There are very many attractive women on there. Uh, I'm not much of an ass person, so I've never looked specifically at them and tried to rank them before. <laughs> um. <laughs> But I will say I do that involuntarily. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. God, it's 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 a toss up. If I if I had to say, I think Rob uh, Stark's uh, fiance slash wife might have been the prettiest girl on there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So probably she wins the ass by default then. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Although she's a slim girl, so I'm sure there are probably women on there with better asses. But 
if nothing else, the clothing that, except for the, the prostitutes on there, the clothing that a lot of those women wear on that show doesn't are, isn't really super revealing. <laughs> so oh, it's kind of hard to tell anyways. Well, but I remember some off, scenes where they had take it all off, though. Right, right, right. Well, that's, well, that's, how I, that's one of the reasons I have an opinion on Rob Stark's wife. She, she's, she's my type, so to speak. I, I like uh, uh, slim, petite women, you know, um, or at least athletic. <laughs> the, uh, the voluptuous ones are not for me. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> but but there, but there are very there's tons and tons and tons of pretty women on there. You know, uh, uh, I don't know if it was just they got lucky in the casting or if I, I just my appeal has broadened over the years. <laughs> but uh, like, uh, despite the fact that she didn't look all that much um, on the show, and the fact that looking at her when she's in real life, she's not super duper or anything. But the chick who played the wildling, uh, John Snow's wildling, Egret. Uh, yeah, Egret. Yeah, she's. I found her super attractive, despite the fact that she looked like look was covered in dirt for most of the show, and didn't look all that super attractive when I saw pictures of her in real life. I mean, she's a pretty girl, but something about her as the wildling did that for me. I would have to agree with you. Mm-hmm. John Snow, you know nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's a. So yeah, that's um, it's funny because there's there there are other applications where characters I find more attractive than the real person. Uh, a good example of that is uh, Zoe Sardala. Zoe Sardala? Uh, the chick who played the green girl, Garmara, in the Gardens of the Galaxy and the other uh, shows. Uh, she's a very pretty, attractive woman in person, but I, for some reason or another, she looks better to me green. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know yeah. who that is, but oh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I think the popular sense is Looking at the chat and and after hearing you, it's got to be Egret for most of us. Yeah, Egret Egret is a good one. That's yeah, a very attractive lady. Um, I know uh, Ra. I know Raz, uh, the uh, prostitute from the very beginning of the show, that uh, ended up moving to uh, um, King's, Landing. King's Landing and working right. for uh, Littlefinger. It was a lot on a lot of people's lists as well. Yeah. Okay. Now, all right. Now, try to pick one based on performance. Performance, Jesus, dude. <laughs> you know, Sansa would be the last. Uh, yeah. I don't, care, I don't care what she looks like. That's a fucking cold fish there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking talking about one of my least favorite characters. You know, Sansa from start to finish. I was like, man. She ended up being a better character than she was in the end, obviously, because she couldn't have been a much worse one in the beginning. But still, that was one of my one of the characters that I was always kind of meh about. Uh, yeah. and, and how she looks, by the way, as well. I mean, I, that that's one of the few women that doesn't. I mean, clearly she's an attractive lady, I guess, but it doesn't do much for me, really. That's not my type. She actually, okay. to me, looks kind of fairly plain in the face. But that's just me. <laughs> I'm trying to just right. read, read some of that. That was all. That's oh, right on, right on. Yeah, so all in all, it's a great show, and I'll, I'll, I'll rewatch parts of it over and over again. Um, like, like like you guys said, the chicken fight in the, uh, in the end was a great one. Um Almost anything with Ramsey was good because the suspense around this each scene, you know, like all the shit that he did with the to uh, poor Theon, uh, and when all those scenes were very suspenseful because you could really feel that that Theon was in danger, you know, in, in, in a way that you don't normally feel in different TV shows and movies, because um, even like in an R-rated movie, you might 
someone could die, but you don't really expect what you saw in Game of Thrones, like to see somebody suffer. <laughs> um, and I told you, I told you guys before that Game of Thrones changed how I watched real movies for a while, because in Game of Thrones, you quickly learned that not a single character is safe. And not only could any of your characters die, it wouldn't, it's not always a big buildup because, you know, it, characters die in movies and TV shows. It happens. But normally it's a big buildup to it. So you see it coming from a mile away. Oh, this guy's in danger. They're going to try to save him. They're going to try to save him. Oh, they couldn't save him. He died. You know, and that's what that episode is. You could have your favorite character die in fucking two seconds of Game of Thrones. You know, uh, normally at the most unexpected time. So it, it ruined me for watching other TVs and movies. Like I was watching a Die Hard movie right after watching Game of Thrones, and every time Bruce Willis said something funny, I expected someone to shoot him. <laughs> you know, I I was amazed that he made it through the movie alive. Because <laughs> you know, it, it, it's Game of Thrones is really revolutionary like that. Have you ever watched any other type of TV show or movie that made you feel that uneasy about the main characters on a regular basis? No, no, that there, there's no question that whole series is my number one. It's it's not even close to what's number two. There's some other good ones. Um, it, it's a fucking masterpiece. So much I paid for all of it. I never even pirated it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's well, I have HBO Max, and I'll be honest with you, it's at least twenty-five to thirty percent of the reason I got HBO Max, just so I can go back and watch them whenever I want. And uh, you know, uh, I would love to have on DVD because, but those are expensive as fuck. I looked at them every once in a while, and yeah, you know, like the, their seasons are like fifty bucks a season or some shit like that. Okay, hey, let me explain one thing to you about Theon <laughs> being tortured. Yeah. Okay, there's. I know a little bit about this type of practice. Let's, you know, long story. The reason why Theon was able to eventually recover from that is because. Ramsey didn't lift him back up enough. See, when you torture somebody, if you're trying to really fucking ruin that person, I mean, like, to where they'll never recover, you, can, you can't beat the fuck out of them to no end and torture them to no end because uh, one of two things will happen if you do that. They're, they're going to get tough or they're going to get smart or they're just going to die. But if you lift the person back up, like Ramsey kept doing, he mm -hmm. just didn't lift him up enough. Right, you, right. And, when and you, when you, yeah, knock him down, lift him up. Knock him down, lift him up. Knock him down, lift him up. That kind of abuse you cannot ever recover from. Yeah, and, and uh, you're, you're fucked for life. Yeah, and Ramsey did do more of that in the book. They covered more of it. They kind of glossed over that a little bit in the in the TV shows. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, he came pretty close to fucking him up pretty good, huh? Yeah, uh, that was tragic. I mean. That the Theon storyline was one of the reasons that I think Game of Thrones was so good because you know he went from fucking just random fop to uh, traitor to try to pre please his dad to you know uh, to doing horrible things because he felt like he didn't have any other choice to being paid for you know having to pay for his sins in such a ridiculously uh, overblown way um, to redeem himself at the end of the show. So you know. Um, really interesting uh character arc and i don't think the dude ever won any awards for it but he really should have because that was pretty good acting and i see you guys are talking about uh walking dead on the chat box i watched the first season and a half two seasons and i lost interest in it which is weird because i really like uh zombie stories and i read read tons of zombie apocalypse books and 
it's one of the few horror movie genres that I'll, that I'll, that I'll dip my toe into every once in a while. It's like, you know, Dawn of the Dead, uh, both the original and the remake are some of the best movies out there. So, um, but yeah, uh, for some reason or another, just Walking Dead couldn't hold my interest after the first couple uh, seasons, which is crazy because I've seen like bits and pieces of episodes from later on and it was looked like a good show and just a pretty intense. I don't know. I, I Maybe Rick wasn't an interesting enough character for me or I, I don't know. But anyways, if nothing else, since I've only watched a season and a half of it, if I ever get bored, I, I certainly have a lot of it to go back and watch before because uh, I heard it, you know, it stayed good for quite a few seasons after that. Um, depending on who you ask, <laughs> like Dragon Off said, he watched until season eight, <laughs> and he roots for the zombies now. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, looking at the time, I think it's about time for me to get out of here. Woo! Yay! I want to thank the OG Army for listening. I couldn't do the show without you guys. I want to thank Sly for calling in and uh, uh, chat with me on Game of Thrones. Uh, I want to thank Bacon Pro for calling in for a while. Uh, interesting dude. Pleased to meet you, sir. Call in anytime. Um gonna be back on tomorrow at six o'clock to do this shit all over again uh so until then i'm passive j you guys have yourself a great day sim tune for the og